2: Welcome into the Scrappy Show. Thank you for joining me here on 97.3 The Fan. And I had someone recently, well, not recently, yesterday, because the open debuted yesterday. But they asked me, what is that last part from that, uh, oh gosh, what is his name? Bill Murray, sorry. Bill Murray part. Well, that's from Ghostbusters 2, one of my favorite Movies of all time. I was definitely a Ghostbusters kid, and I know that there are a lot of other people that love Ghostbusters out there. And uh, it, it, it's uh, Ghostbusters two. I think is better than Ghostbusters one. And here's the reason I say it because I saw Ghostbusters two when I was able to remember it, and then I had to go back when I was a little bit older and watch Ghostbusters one. Do I love the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man? Yes, I love the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. That was a great character. I also always found it really, um, fun to watch him after he got blown up and all that marshmallow just fell all over the streets. I always thought it would be fun to be like covered in that marshmallow. Anyway, I am Matt Scraby. Thank you. This is what you're going to get. Ghostbusters 2 talk here on a Wednesday on 97.3 The fam. Thanks to everybody who joined us for Gwen and Chris, and thanks to everybody who switched over to the YouTube stream here, to The Scraby Show. Just go to uh, YouTube and type in 97.3 The Fan, or you can go to my Twitter, at Matt Scraby, or you can go to 97.3 The Fan SD's Twitter to find this. But I uh, have a lot to talk about suddenly, because uh, when I was going over the show earlier, my show, this show, I was thinking, man, there's going to be a very little amount of stuff to talk about today. There's definitely... No real baseball news today. There's definitely no real rumors in the baseball world today. So we're not going to be talking much baseball today, but we will be talking about I'm going to get to this Iron Eagle thing. I've uncovered some more information about what happened with Iron Eagle and Mike Fratella. But uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that in just a second. We're also going to do the top three news stories of the day, which I do need to make a little bit of an adjustment because of the Mike McCarthy news. If you haven't heard, Mike McCarthy is coming back to the Cowboys. Jerry Jones announced it, so he will not be fired. And the Internet is having a great time with it. And uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors coach that suddenly passed away. Uh, Last night, it's a very scary story, and it's something that makes me, you know, as I get older, I think about things like this, and as I get older and I read ages of people who pass away early, it really hits me because uh, this coach um, for the Warriors, uh, it's Day day on Maloney. Milojevic. I want to get that right because this is important, but Dagon Milojevich was hospitalized last night in Salt Lake City uh, after suffering a massive heart attack at a private team dinner. He was 46. I'm 38, so just eight years away from that, and it, it really does make me feel like life is precious. And it can go at any moment. So we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how the A's are failing their way up. And before the daily gripe, we're going to get to Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and what he uh, had to deal with in his press conference yesterday. And I think he dealt with it. Great. I think he dealt with it the way he was supposed to deal with it, but it is still great audio. So I'll play that a little bit later as well. But let's start with this Iron Eagle stuff. So I woke up this morning and I'm actually going to play the full clip. Iron Eagle called in to Evan and Tiki on WFN in New York and he w- wanted to talk about this clip that's going around the internet because. You know he woke up and he was trending, but we played it during Gwen and Chris, and we both said that he was dead serious, and it was a clip that was over some basketball game. I'm not a I'm not a, a Nets fan, so I'm not really one to know exactly what's going on with their roster. But apparently, a lot of other people fell for this. But here is Iron Eagle calling into Evan and Tiki and kind of explaining what happened with this. The Great Iron Eagle, Ian, how you been?
3: Guys, I really appreciate the opportunity to address this publicly. (laughs) Truly. Thank you. I I woke up this morning in Portland to about 40 text messages, and I was told I was trending on X (laughs) with the likes of Jim Carrey and Stock Market Crash. Those were the three trending topics. Good company. (laughs) So I want to first thank Mink Flow, for putting this out there and allowing a whole new generation of people to think that I had an epic fight with the czar, Mike Curtello on yes. This was, as you mentioned, Evan, 12 years ago. Unfortunately, I'm here to tell you, it was a gag. I don't want to burst any bubbles. It was a joke. In fact, the czar, at the end of that harangue, High fived me.
2: I, so there is Ian Eagle revealing that it was a joke, and also uh, kind of revealing that this happened 13 years ago, according to the article I'm reading here. So uh, now that I'm looking at the clip on TV I, again, I'm not a Celtics or Nets expert, or a Yes Network expert, but this is a uh, you know this is a pretty good fake fake out by Minkflow, who was the guy who put it on Twitter. But I think that uh, I, I think that. Deadspin, yes, Deadspin was the one who kind of put it out there and got it going a little bit. They had to retract their article, the tweet as of this morning apparently has 5.4 million views on it. So a lot of people are watching this and a lot of people are thinking that this happened last night, but honestly, it happened 13 years ago and I do kind of feel like uh, like a like a like a dummy. But at the same time, I kind of feel okay because I was not the only one to fall for this whole Ian Eagle, Mike Fratello thing. But it was good audio, I got to say. It was its definitely a good conversation. And uh, Mink Flow is uh, really getting X all riled up for no reason because this happened so long ago. How did he even get this video? What was he doing? Or he or she, this Mink Flow account, what were they doing? watching something back in the 13 years ago from the Nets and the Celtics. I don't know how they came about this. But hey, Minkflow, you got one across you got one over on on X today, on the internet, because it's not real. It happened so long ago. And uh, the story that I thought was the story of the day ended up just being a story that meant nothing because it happened so long ago. So case closed on Iron Eagle. We don't really need to talk about it anymore. I do need to go back to my rules of making sure that I'm looking at something that has happened in the last 24 hours when it says it was... In the last twenty-four hours, so I think that uh, this this is something that. I am going to not take home with me. If you listen to me, you know I take home mistakes. This one, not going to take it home with me. All right, you're listening to The Scravy Show here on 97.3 The Fan. I am on till 7 p.m. If you haven't heard, Braden Sopranik got his show as well. He is going to be on Sundays after the Super Bowl from 8 to 10 a.m., but starting this Saturday, he's going to do a a few uh, shows leading up to the Super Bowl. And it's going to be from 11 to 1 here on this station. You can hear all of the playoff games, the NFL playoff games here on 97.3 The Fan and the Odyssey app. But let's get into our first News of the Day article. And the first News of the Day article, if you're just getting in the car right now heading home from work and you haven't heard, Amazon is going to invest in Diamond Sports as part of a bankruptcy deal. Now, we know Diamond Sports is the company that... Is owns all the Bally sports networks, and we know what happened here in town last year. Bally's got rid of the Padres and kind of left them high and dry. And Padres rallied. They were able to get their product on TV. And so now the agreement is going to allow Diamond Sports to emerge from bankruptcy. It's going to let them continue operation. It prevents a total collapse of the regional sports network system, which if you're asking me, they shouldn't have made this deal to begin with. They shouldn't have agreed to take on all these different regional networks. I don't understand this bankruptcy thing. I really don't because it sounds so crazy to me that you can spend a ton of money and you uh, you can spend a ton of money, not make a ton of money, and then you just file bankruptcy and then you're back on your feet. I know it's a lot more than that, and I'm not a financial expert in any way, shape, or form. So if you're thinking that I'm informed on what happens with bankruptcy, I'm definitely not informed with what happens on bankruptcy with bankruptcy. But if you can't afford NBA teams, NHL teams, and Major League Baseball teams, then don't buy them because they put the Padres and some other teams in a really bad spot. But under the terms of the restructuring agreement, Amazon is going to make a minor investment in Diamond. They're going to enter into a commercial arrangement to provide access to Diamond's content via Prime Video. Basically, customers are going to be able to access their local team's content on Prime Video channels where Diamond has rights. The pricing and all that has not been announced yet. but the sports content will also remain available on cable and satellite providers. But I I don't, I, I, I think this is good for fans of other teams because they will get access to what they want to get access to. But one thing that I am not for is companies that try and take over the world by forcing other companies out of business, which is kind of what Amazon is doing here. I know that you want to evolve your business but Amazon is starting to get a little too big for me. They started as an online bookstore, and now they are controlling the entire world. And here's some conspiracy theory corner. Now that I've done the Scraby Show here for about a week or a, week, a little bit more than a week, I'm starting to feel comfortable and bringing up my conspiracies. But Amazon has their hand in a product. I, I guarantee you, most people don't even know that Amazon is a part of this, but they're a part of the... One of those robot vacuums. I think it's the Roomba. But some people out there, here's the conspiracy theory part. Some people out there say that the Roombas are taking dimensions of your house when it's going around learning the different corners. If you've never used a Roomba before, you kind of set it up so that it can run around the house and it learns its way around. It it knows where to go. It knows how to get around walls. But some say Amazon is now learning the interior of your house because of this Roomba. Now this is really a conspiracy theory, but it's not too far off. But back to the companies getting bigger. I really, I really, really, really want these companies to to stop the rich just keep getting richer and it's not something that I am interested in being here for. I feel like there's gotta be different ways for us to do this sports network thing. And it doesn't need to be the big company on the block scooping everything up because by the time we're done with it, I think we're going to owe Amazon our soul, basically. All right, that's out of the way. Now, I do, again, I said uh, earlier, the second news story of the day was Golden State Warriors assistant coach Dayan Milojevic was hospitalized last night in Salt Lake City after suffering a heart attack at a private team dinner. He uh, passed away at the age of 46 this morning. Head coach Steve Kerr said, we're absolutely devastated by Dayon's sudden passing. This is a shocking and tragic blow for everyone associated with the Warriors, an incredibly difficult time for his family, friends, and all of us who had the incredible pleasure to work with him. Um, And he goes on to talk about some of the things that he did with the team and kind of their relationship. But, uh, this 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 is very scary because this was just at a private team dinner and I think that it's probably not even probably, I'm sure it's shaken up everyone who was at that dinner and I, they, I haven't really read into it too much to see if it was the whole team or what but still to see a 46 year old coach pass away in front of you or at least have that major heart attack in front of you is pretty scary and that's something that you just don't you just don't get better from. It's something that these guys are probably going to have to carry around for the rest of the season and even longer. So I do think this is a very sad story, but the reason I bring it up is because I think uh, it's another reminder that life is short and we all need to really appreciate it. And I didn't really learn about the life is short thing. And I didn't really get the life is short thing until I stopped drinking over seven years ago. Um, I, I really believe in that now because I took life for granted before and I, I didn't really think about what was, you know, to come. I didn't think about some of the things that I could do that were going to d- hurt me or hurt others. But now that I'm a little bit older and I have a better head on my shoulders, I definitely do try to live by the, you know, live like it's your last day type of thing. Because it could just end in a, in a second. And this is very, very scary. Now, third story here in the News of the Day segment, Scrappy Show on 97.3 The Fan, is going to be Mike McCarthy being brought back to the Cowboys. Uh, Jerry Jones announced that today. I'm seeing the internet with a lot of different reaction. A lot of different reaction. Like, Stephen A. Smith just posted a picture of him grinning because he really hates the Cowboys. Skip Bayless X out a post saying just no with like 50 O's in it. But I, I I told the guys on the air, I don't really see why this is such a big issue for people. I know that they maybe wanted the big name coach of Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick or something like that, but I don't think that would ever work. I really don't. And Mike McCarthy Say what you want to say about the playoffs. Like playoffs are where you make your name. I know that. And Mike McCarthy has had success in the playoffs before. But he's, you know, been the head coach of the, the Cowboys since 2020. And he's gotten him into the playoffs here uh the last three seasons. So the first year he took over, he was six and ten. But the last three years he's been twelve and five, and he's lost in the playoffs. But still, you know, the uh I, it's It's really hard to find a coach that's able to be that consistent. And so if you're looking around the coaching landscape and if you're Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and you can't really find anyone who you think is going to step in and be better, then I don't really I don't really think it's a big deal to bring him back. He already knows the players, he knows the system. They had a really good year offensively, They had a good year defensively. They can come back next year. I can't believe I'm saying this about the Cowboys, but they can come back next year and I think continue to be the team that they've shown they've been over the last three years, but they're just going to have to get over that hump in the playoffs. And we, we have talked about it before that sometimes teams and players need to have failure over and over and over to really get to, to really learn what it takes to get to the next level And that's the next step for the Cowboys. And that's the next step for Mike McCarthy. Now, if he doesn't go to the – or if he doesn't make it – get a win in the playoffs in 2024 or 2025, I really think then that's probably it for him. But I I don't see this as being a terrible move. They, They put up a lot of numbers. They had a great regular season. And I don't think that they're going to go backwards because of this move. And Jerry Jones knows a lot more than we do based on, you know, basically who's available and who he wants to coach his team and who he thinks would be best to coach this team. So I'm going to trust Jerry on this. And it's also, yeah, I'm a 49ers fan. So it's nice to see the Cowboys struggle a little bit, but I don't think this is the worst thing in the world for them. So that was the top news of the day. When we get back here on the Scraby show, I am going to tell you all about what the A's are doing. I'm going to tell you how they're failing up in a world where, They don't have any money. I'll tell you everything about that when we get back on the night or on the the 97 through the fan. The Scraby Show on 97 through the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTMobile.com. mobilecom
2: Back at the Odyssey Studios here on 97.3 The Fan. The Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff, at Matt Scraby. You could also watch the show right now and be a part of the the uh, growing Scraby Show community on YouTube. Just go to 97.3 The Fan, go to the live section, and you'll see this. You'll also see a bunch of the other broadcasts that the, the shows here on the station are doing. Annie and Elston are broadcasting their show on YouTube. Ben and Woods have been doing it for a long time. They were the ones who got this whole thing going on the station. And so now we also have this uh, being streamed. And Braden's show on the weekend is going to be on YouTube as well. So you have plenty of places to take in 97.3, the fan, during the season. And I I, uh, asked in the chat, in the YouTube chat, for the YouTube people, what's the benefit of watching YouTube or listening to YouTube? And mostly people say it's really quick. It's it's almost like there's no delay at all. So I appreciate that. And they're commenting real time. I also, since we started doing this, we started doing it uh, after the baseball season, but I've really found that the chat is my best way to get a quick pulse of what people are listening or what people are feeling out there. So if you want to become part of the chat, go to YouTube, The Scraby Show, just all of that good stuff. Um, let's see. Let's read some. Actually, let's read some chats right now. Uh, we have Jack Scraby prediction for tonight's state game. I think that they win, and I think that they win. By more than seven, the spread is six and a half. Let me go back to Kirk Kenny's uh, tweet or uh, picture he sent me from Mark Ziegler's story in the Union Tribune. The Aztecs have suffered back to back losses in the regular season only twice in the last five years and 128 games. They are 23 and three in their last 26 games immediately following a loss and have won 30 straight when the next game is at home. So that is why I believe that the Aztecs are going to win tonight. That is a uh, pretty good, pretty strong statistical evidence that they'll turn it around tonight. And uh, that game starts at 8 o'clock. They're going to play Nevada. So it's on CBS Sports Network. Just go and look for that. Uh, let's see. Anything else in the uh, chat from Dan Scravey? Some of your reaction during Chris's game show were Priceless on YouTube? Uh, yeah, because I'm very, very angry uh, when I lose. And I don't like to lose to scary or to scary to Tony. I'm reading. I'm reading the chat at the same time. But uh, Yeah. The reason I just said that was because Evan says, I imagine you skinnier and nerdier. I'm, You know, that's fine. That's fine with me. I'll, I'll take skinny. I'll take skinny and I'll take nerdy. I don't care about any of that. All right. Before the break, I said that Major League Baseball is trying really hard, incredibly hard, to get the A's to Vegas, even though it doesn't seem like it should happen. So I read this this morning, and this is close to my heart. A. Because of what happened here with the Chargers, I was in the middle of sports talk in San Diego when that whole thing went down, when they actually made the decision to leave. so And leading up to it, too, I've lived here for a really long time. So I've seen it all. And so it hits close to home there. But also, growing up in the Bay Area, my family, who still lives up there, they are massive A's fans, and I really do feel bad for them. When I was up there over the uh, holiday break, I was talking to some of my family members about the A's, and they were, they're heartbroken because their team just does not care about them at all. And all they care about is the cashing in of the move to Las Vegas. And so it's, it's hard to watch a team just so brutally turn their back on another uh, on on a city or another or a fan base that has supported you for a very long time. I mean, the A's have been in Oakland for a really long time, and I know the Chargers were here forever as well. But I feel like what John Fisher and the A's are doing to their fans is like next level, just cold hearted. And so I, I read this article and the A's are going to get uh, Major League ba- or they have already received Major League Baseball and the unions. Okay to receive revenue sharing in 2024, and you think, well, why is that a problem? Well, the problem is, is like, you think about people that you work with who you know aren't the best employee, I guess I'm trying to say, and then you think about how they get promoted all the time. And you go home and you're like, what is that person doing that I'm not doing? Well, I view the A's in this way, is that they are getting promoted up, or they're failing up, which is what people call it when you get another or a better job without actually deserving it or doing it. So the A's are failing up here because they're going to move from Oakland, they're going to go to Las Vegas and make a bunch of money. But the the Major League Baseball wants them to be in Vegas so bad that they have just kind of Pushed the rules to the side and allowed the A's to move uh, move forward with this because they needed by yester or by June or June January fifteenth they needed to have a framework of an agreement in place to uh, build the stadium. The city of Las Vegas is or the Nevada legislature approved three hundred eighty million dollars in public financing, but the stadium is likely going to cost one point five billion dollars. So John Fisher has to has to come up with the the remaining money and there was no framework for agreement in place but apparently according to major league baseball and espn the framework uh or it was an, what they said to them was enough to satisfy the league and the union said there needs to be multiple steps that still need to be taken but major league baseball and the players association have already agreed and there is a commitment a commitment and the structure in place for the A's to move to Las Vegas. And have agreed to to that. They met the requirements that needed to be in place by yesterday in order to continue revenue sharing. But when you read elsewhere, they did not. They don't have the, the funding. They don't have what they're supposed to have to move forward with this project. And so the, the owners are just desperately trying to push this through. And I think it's kind of wrong because they had a deadline and they did not come to the deadline. And you got to think right now, if you're Major League Baseball, if you're an owner of Major League Baseball, this guy, John Fisher, the guy who owns the A's, is barely trying to begin with. So what's the benefit of having him own a team at all? And what's the benefit of having John Fisher go to Vegas and run a team when he has proven over many, many years that he is not interested at all in putting a team out there that has a little bit of payroll on it. Like his payroll's low. It's almost embarrassing for the organization to put those guys out there. And I, if you're an A's player, I mean, you're just doing your job, but it's a brutal place to play. And now, even though the A's can't find their funding, even though the A's don't really have a, a plan, the baseball people said, it's all good. Move on forward we're going to put you through because we have this $380 million that we're going to give you. We've already secured for you, but you need to do the rest. Um, John Shea of the San Francisco Chronicle pointed out, Fisher and the A's have yet to release stadium plans, uh, secure the very substantial, I already said this amount of public funding, or even find a place to play games in 2025 after their lease at the Oakland Coliseum expires. Uh, Shea also reports that the, Yet to be rendered ball, ballpark, maybe taking a turn for the more modest because it's becoming very, very expensive for them to for any stadium to be built in this country. But John Shea, we've had him on the show before. He is locked into Bay Area Sports, and he believes that there is nothing in place right now for the A's that. Baseball saying they do have in place and not a fan of that whatsoever. I really would like for the A's to stay in Oakland. I know that's not going to happen. And I know that I'm probably wasting my time talking about this, but I do feel like the A's needs, needs someone to fight for them, especially here in San Diego, because there are A's fans everywhere. And if you're a charger fan, that is still a little hurt over, what happened with the Chargers? You can definitely identify with the A's fans out there, and you can, you know, have a little empathy for them because it's not very fun when your team, the team that you love, the team that you spend so much time following, it's not fun to hear their name bantied about. That's the second time in two days now I've used Banty about, but you're not hearing their name, uh, your team's name in all of these rumors. It's it's just not fun to see when you open up your ESPN app. I remember when I when the Chargers were still here, it was will they or won't they? I was clicking on articles every day and it was very stressful and it was very sad at the same time. So that's exactly what I feel like the A's are uh, doing. They're just kind of getting by by failing upward. A random ham said, did they doodle plans on a cocktail napkin the night before showing it to MLB? Yes. Yes, they did. That's exactly what they did. I mean, I don't know if actually exactly they doodled plans or anything like that, but uh, it seems like something they would do. They, they do all the other crazy stuff. So why not doodle plans for a stadium on a n- napkin? Before you hand it over to Rob Manfred, who's probably already kicked some back like he did before he gave uh, Corey Seager the MVP trophy at the 2020 World Series. If you have listened to the show for any period of time, you know exactly what I am talking about with that. But that's where they stand with the A's. And that's where Major League Baseball is uh, fighting for them to be in Las Vegas. And uh, Evan says Vegas is dope, though. And yeah, Vegas is cool. But I don't really think that Vegas is a baseball town. Mainly baseball is played in the summer when Vegas is like the surface of the sun. So I don't understand. I know they're going to play in a dome and all that. But still, can you imagine trudging from the hotel? Say you go out there to watch a game. You're trudging from the hotel. You're hungover. You're whatever. You didn't get a lot of sleep the night before. It's 115 and you're trying to get into the stadium. I feel like that will keep people away from from baseball in Las Vegas as if it's 115 every day. And you know, time gets lost in Vegas anyway. So I don't know how important a baseball game is in the scheme of things. I wonder how many people buy tickets and just don't go. And these are all things we're going to have to we're going to have to talk about when things become more real which right now they are not very real for the ace all right i'm done i'm off my soapbox off the soapbox and we're gonna be heading to break the Scraby show here on 97.3 the fan is very very excited to play this next clip for you on the other side and it's todd Bowles, head coach of the buccaneers being asked a question by someone and i gotta say he maybe handled this better than anything I have heard this season from a head coach in the NFL so I'll play that for you when we get back here on the Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan
1: If your day sounds like We need to report ASAP You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame
3: Two, two more two more
1: you deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark the fighter. Drink responsibly. Gear reported imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: Final segment of today's Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby. You can follow me on social media at Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B, as in boy, Y. And uh, you can also... I guess I haven't really put anything on it yet, but I started an X account called The Scraby Show, so it's very easy. haven't really done anything to it yet, so I shouldn't have really told you anything, but I did. And uh, that will be up and running here as we go along. Now, we have two clips to play here, and then we have our daily gripe at the end. But the first clip, um, I just have to say real quick, if you were listening to the commercial break, you heard Amy Lawrence talking about this exact story that I'm about to talk about. And this is like an inside joke with Chris, Tony and myself, because usually when we tease something that it's like a national news story and we don't really like uh, talk about as much. It never fails that the CBS Sports Update is about that topic and they give away what we tease. So that if you if you notice that, just know that I was very angry when Amy Lawrence came on and gave this away. But to the people on YouTube, you can join me there if you just uh, search 97.3 The Fan in YouTube. But the people on YouTube didn't hear it, so didn't spoil anything for them. However, Amy Lawrence was talking about Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And their team, his team is heading from Tampa, going up to Detroit to play the Lions. And so he was in his media scrum earlier uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And here is the situation that unfolded from a media member.
0: Looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures you're <clears throat> to to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit?
3: You do know we play indoors right in the other dome. I don't know. Um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and... We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. All
2: right, there you go. A uh, couple things real quick. This makes me crawl out of my skin because one of my first jobs in radio when I worked uh, with a morning show and the Chargers were still in town, wh- one of my first bits was I had to go to the press conference of the coach um, after a game, and like I think it was like Tuesdays, yeah, Tuesdays. And I would go and they would tell me which question to ask. And um, the first time I ever went, it was Mike McCoy was the head coach of the Chargers. And I think the guy's name was Drew Lazer. He was a punter that the Chargers drafted. And he wasn't great at the punting position. But they kept him because they spent such a huge draft pick on him. They, I mean, they drafted a punter, meaning they thought he was going to be pretty special. But it was something that happened in the game where the punter was in the middle of it. And so my question for Mike McCoy was, when is it time to make a change of the punter? And he gave me a look like, I don't know who you are, but I've already answered this question maybe 100,000 times in the last couple days. Uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, no, we are not changing the punter. But I can tell you that asking the question... And then waiting for the answer was probably one of the most nerve-wracking moments of my entire life. And I'm not joking because it is intimidating when you have all these other reporters in the room. You have an NFL head coach in front of you. It's very intimidating. But So back to Todd Bowles and back to the reporter's question, number one. You gotta know what you're talking about, and I'm not one to say this because sometimes I report false information and sometimes I go with conspiracy theories. So, but I wasn't there and I wasn't asking the question. You gotta know that the Lions play in a dome. You have to know, and credit to Todd Bowles because he let her finish her entire question, and then he ended up at saying, "You do know we play in a dome, right?" In a nice way, I gotta say he treated the, he treated her with care. And I appreciate the way he treated her. And then the end, he actually answered the question, which is more than what I could say about Tony and Chris during the Big Five sometimes. I give them a question, they say, I'm not going to answer that question. Todd Bowles answered the question no matter how ridiculous it was. And he said, no, I'm not going to do anything different to prepare my team. So I think, uh, you know, I think that uh, that is one of those things that, All of her coworkers are going to make fun of her for this for a very long time and in fun. But I do think that uh, I, I do think that that this person deserves it because they didn't know that Detroit was playing in a dome. It's crazy. And she also had one of the longest winded questions I've ever really not ever heard. But it was a long winded question. Anyway, that was Todd Bowles. That was him with the media. And that is how we dealt with it. So I'm sure that most of you have already seen this. Most of you have already uh, thought about this. But I wanted to make sure we played it tonight because I saw it really late last night. And I was like, man, I wish I would have brought this up on the show tonight. But I did right now. The I, I also got a message from someone who wanted me to... Give a reaction to what happened on ESPN Milwaukee this morning, and ESPN Milwaukee is, uh, I guess they were talking about the Packers and the 49ers, and I guess there's a guy named Chewy on the show, and he said something that uh, I guess will make 49ers fans a little upset. Here is what they said on ESPN Milwaukee.
1: But, Gabe, I go back, and it's little things like this. And the reason we won in 95 when no one gave us a chance in San Francisco is because we intimidated them. I mean, if you – and I always revert to Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons kicked the crap out of Brent Jones. And then it got contagious, and then it carried over. That's why – you guys are going to think I'm crazy. Well, we already thought Uh, that, so go ahead. A 15-yard penalty – And I don't condone this, but I kind of do in the playoffs. (laughs) Um, A 15-yard penalty for a late hit on Brock Purdy is not a bad thing, as long as it's worth it. I'm just saying, this is the mindset you go into when it's battle, and it's it's kind of like the reverse of hockey. What don't they do in hockey in the playoffs, Joshy? Shave their beards? That and one other thing. They don't fight. They don't fight. (laughs) They don't fight right? This is kind of like sometimes a 15-yard penalty is worth it early in the game if you knock the living crap out of the guy. And then he, kind of like sticking your helmet in the ribs of Nick Bosa, is like,
2: I'm hearing ghosts. All right, There you go. His name was Chewy. That's the guy who said it. And Uh, uh, The problem with this, because I get it, it's just talk. It's just someone... It's just someone like me saying crazy things that I'm very familiar with this. But I don't think I've ever said I hope that they they take out a player. And I understand the sentiment. I really do. I think that proving as a football team that you're ready to play and kind of sticking it to the opponent early could be huge. But also if you're gonna get a 15 yard penalty. That's not a good idea in the playoffs to begin with. And what if you get ejected from that game? So this this whole this whole take of his that they need to take a shot at Brock Purdy and try to hurt him. I guess he didn't say try to hurt him, but they should take a shot at him, and have an unnecessary roughness penalty. Also, then he ends up saying, you know, at the end that Nick Bosa getting in the ribs. I think that's dirty football, and I think that we should leave it up to the players because I guarantee you no player is going to willingly take a shot on uh, Brock Purdy in the playoffs because, A, they're going to get fined a bunch of money, and B, it could make their team lose. I think this is probably one of the dumbest things I've heard, is trying to get your team fired up by getting a 15-yard penalty and possibly an ejection. I think this is really stupid, and I it just proves to me the Packers fans are trying to grasp at things right now. They're trying to find any way possible that they can beat the 49ers, and so if they're going to have to go and kind of hurt players, then, it you know... You know, I guess you can have that take, but it's not a good one. It's going to get your team in trouble, and it's going to get you in trouble. I actually really want to find out whether or not he got in trouble for this, but um, I'm looking through some of the content, or the content, the comment, and here is a Packers fan. This is lame AF. No, we don't want to hear this guy has to say about causing penalties purposely. Um Yeah, it just goes on and on and on like that. So it is pretty uh, disrespectful is a little bit strong of a word because he's just saying it on a radio show. And I, for one, know for sure that things that I say on this show sometimes are played up a little bit because I'm fired up. Uh, And I can understand why he came from from that place. But it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Dave Bennett on the chat on YouTube says, as a Packer fan, I don't think that way at all. And uh, I think that is, you know. That is a good thing from a Packer fan. Thank you, Dave, for saying that. Annabelle says Packers fans seem very against it. Most fans who are not sociopaths are not supportive of that. Even Richard Sherman was against it. That is true. Richard Sherman was against it. And Richard Sherman, you know, I don't know if he claims the 49ers as his team now, but I believe that he, uh, he talks about the 49ers in a good light. So he might be just protecting the 49er brand, but, uh, If Richard Sherman is coming to the aid and saying this is wrong, then I think someone should listen. And this all goes back, I hate to bring up the 49ers again, but this goes back to when the Saints and Bounty Gate happened. It was a game against the 49ers in the playoffs that they said they wanted to hurt Frank Gore, they wanted to take out Crabtree, they wanted to take late shots. Someone recorded it, it got out to the media, and what's his face, Greg Williams was was fired and suspended, and then Sean Payton had to take a year off, and they made a... They made a beautiful Netflix movie out of his year off, but they never explained why he took the year off to coach Pop Warner. Is because he was part of a targeting program, I guess. I don't know the for sure term for it, but that's exactly what I remember. And this got them in a lot of trouble. This is not a team saying it. The Packers have not said anything like this. But I assume that he's going to be maybe getting a talking to by his bosses just because of openly wanting to hurt another player is just not good radio. In my opinion, we aren't here in sports to hurt other people. We're here in sports just to watch it, have fun, talk about it, debate about it, but hurt other people. No, you can't get behind that. I cannot get behind that. All right. We are coming up on the end here and I am looking to see whether or not I can, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to go into the daily gripe now. Uh, If you know me, you know that pretty much everything bothers me. I try not to be so bothered by things, but I I really, um, when I thought of this one, I knew this was perfect because I wasn't really happy with my daily gripe last night. Uh, To be honest, I can't even remember. I think it was people taking or not listening to me. That's what it was. When I'm making an appointment or ordering something is when I have to repeat it five or six times because they're not listening to me. But today I have a great one. And here is the daily gripe. When people text me, and this goes for everyone, you can put yourself in my shoes, but when people text something, but they don't actually ask you anything. So for example, I had someone text me over the weekend and it said, Hey, just Hey. And I understand that might be like a hello or something, but in the world of texting, there's no such thing as a wave and a a hello anymore. You usually text with a question. So they said, Hey. And I didn't respond to it because I was busy, number one. But number two, I was like, I don't know what they want. I don't want to deal with this. And then I thought about another one. And this one bothers me even more than the hey. It's, can I ask a question? Or I have a question. Or can you answer a question? But then they never ask the question. They just sit. They, like, never send the follow-up question. If you're going to send a text to someone that says that they have a question, ask the question after. I don't want to have to go back to you and text you and say, oh, yes, you can ask me a question. What is the question? It's ridiculous. I think if you're going to ask a question, don't even ask the question. Just send the question. And if someone if someone doesn't want to deal with it, then they won't deal with it, and they won't ask for it. Jack says on the chat, this is pretty funny, sounds like my annoying ex-girlfriend. <laughs> uh, Gar- R. Garcia LMAO, the Daily Gripe, uh, reminds me of Grinds My Gears segment on Family Guy. By the way, that's exactly where I got this from. And I couldn't call it Grinds My Gears because that's already been taken on Family Guy. But Peter Griffin is my spirit animal in this whole thing. And I really, really love that you put that together because "Grind My Gears segment was awesome. And... Uh, and Garcia, R. Garcia, you really, you, you got me. You got me. R. Garcia also saying, I really don't like when servers wait for me to take a huge bite before asking how the food is. Uh, that's a good one. I have to say that's a good one. A random ham, they ask a question to see if, uh-oh, the chat went up. They ask a question to see if they can ask a question. That is 100% true. McKee 23 says, This goes for Teams messages at work, too. Hate that. I absolutely hate that as well. I can't, I'm not going to read the rest, rest of this. Um, Annabelle, one more time weighing in. Lots of good chats today. Thanks to everybody who's in the chat. But Annabelle saying, when people ask me, can I ask a question? I reply, you just did. I need to start taking that to heart and I need to start replying that myself because I'm tired of the hey or can I ask a question. All right, that was plenty of griping there at the end of the show, but I hope you enjoyed today. Gwyn and Chris, The Scravy Show, we'll be back tomorrow. We have Spiro Ditas on Gwyn and Chris, and I'll be back after the show from 6 to 7 p.m. So everybody have a great night. Thanks for listening.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.